0: Why do we talk about Jesus' blood so much as Christians? And why do we talk about Jesus as being the Lamb who was slain for us? That imagery is all through the Bible, all through the New Testament. And today's reading from Exodus and the sermon really dives into that, with Christ being our Passover Lamb. Um, So we're actually going to do the order of things a little differently today. We're going to start with the scripture reading and then the sermon and then the kids will be dismissed, and you'll see why in a few moments. So let's focus our attention on the word of God.
1: Good morning. The scripture reading today is from Exodus, chapter 12, verses one through 13 and 21 through 42. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in Egypt, This month is to be for you the first month, the first month of your year. Tell the whole community of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family, one for each household. If any household is too small for a whole lamb, they must share one with their nearest neighbor, having taken into account the number of people there are you are to determine the amount of lamb needed in accordance with what each person will eat the animals you choose must be year old males without defect and you may take them from the sheep or the goats take care of them until the 14th day of the month when all the members of the community of israel must slaughter them at twilight then they are to take some of the blood and put it on the sides and tops of the door frames of the houses where they eat the lambs. That same night, they are to eat the meat roasted over the fire, along with bitter herbs and bread made without yeast. Do not eat the meat raw or boiled in water, but roasted over a fire with the head, legs, and internal organs. Do not leave any of it till morning If some is left till morning, you must burn it. This is how you are to eat it, with your cloak tucked into your belt, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. Eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. On that same night, I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn of both people and animals, and I will bring judgment on all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. The blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. Then Moses summoned all the elders of Israel and said to them, go at once and select the animals for your families and slaughter the Passover lamb. Take a bunch of hyssop. Dip it into the blood in the basin, and put some of the blood on the top and on both sides of the doorframe. None of you shall go out of the door of your house until morning. When the Lord goes through the land to strike down the Egyptians, he will see the blood on the top and sides of the doorframe, and will pass over that doorway. And he will not permit the destroyer to enter your houses and strike you down. Obey these Then the people bowed down and worshiped. The Israelites did just what the Lord commanded, Moses and Aaron. At midnight, the Lord struck down all the firstborn in Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh, who sat on the throne, to the firstborn of the prisoner, who was in the dungeon, and the firstborn of all the livestock as well. Pharaoh and all his officials, and all the Egyptians got up during the night and there was loud wailing in Egypt, for there was not a house without someone dead. During the night, Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, up, leave my people, you and the Israelites. Go, worship the Lord as you have requested. Take your flocks and herds, as you have said, and go, and also bless me. The Egyptians urged the people to hurry and leave the country. For otherwise, they said, we will all die. So the people took their dough before the yeast was added and carried it on their shoulders in kneading troughs wrapped in clothing. The Israelites did as Moses instructed and asked the Egyptians for articles of silver and gold and for clothing. The Lord had made the Egyptians favorably disposed toward the people, and they gave them what they asked for. So they plundered the Egyptians. The Israelites journeyed from Ramses to Sukkot. There were about 600,000 men on foot, besides women and children. Many other people went up with them, and also large droves of livestock, both, both flocks and herds. With the dough the Israelites had brought from Egypt, they baked loaves of unleavened bread. The dough was without yeast, because they had been driven out of Egypt and did not have time to prepare food for themselves. Now the length of time the Israelite people lived in Egypt was 430 years. At the end of the 430 years, to the very day, all the Lord's divisions left Egypt. Because the Lord kept vigil that night to bring them out of Egypt, on this night, all the Israelites are to keep vigil to honor the Lord for the generations to come. This is the word of God.
0: So I don't know if you were aware, but during the reading, our church actually traveled in time back to ancient Egypt. Uh, to the night of the first Passover, about 1446 B.C. And if we timed it right, oh, we have some company coming in. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Greetings. Hi there. Is Uh, this your lamb? This is my lamb. It's the
2: best one I could find from the flock. A year-old male without blemish, just like God
0: commanded I wonder, I wonder if we have any, any kids here who would like to come and, and pet the lamb. Is that okay with you? That would be fine yeah. with me. It looks
2: woolly. It is woolly. It's, its feet are sharp, too.
0: Yeah, so watch out for watch those with toes. sandals. your toes. Feels like a blanket. Feels like a blanket. There's a reason for that. Yeah. Uh,
2: Catherine, did you get a chance? Did you want to? Yeah. Anybody else? Adults? Are there any adults that want to pet? Well,
0: there we go. Now's your chance. Now's your chance. (laughs) This lamb's being sacrificed at midnight, so (laughs) twilight. (laughs)
2: Aspen. Hi. Hi.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: beautiful being. While we're here, can I ask you a few questions
2: about your lamb, sir? I'm I'm kind of in a hurry, but uh, we still have to finish packing. But uh,
0: we're getting out of Egypt tonight. Well, you can spare a few minutes, though. Yes, okay. I can spare so a tell few me, minutes. what are you doing with this lamb? Well, God
2: told each family to choose a lamb or a young goat from the flock and have it ready for slaughter tonight
0: at wait, twilight. Wait, you're going to kill it? God told each family. Or er, yes, that's wh- that's what God told us to do. I don't think he likes that idea. (laughs) Why are you going to kill this beautiful animal? Well, tonight is the
2: night that Pharaoh is finally going to let us go. Moses told us that God is going to visit Egypt and kill the
0: firstborn male of every household. But you don't have to worry about that because God's on your side, right?
2: He is, yes, but Moses said no one is safe
0: from God's judgment without the lamb. So, how will killing this lamb keep you safe from God's judgment? Oh, I'm, I'm getting to that. Okay, sorry. Continue.
2: <laughs> well, the first thing we have to do is take a bowl full of its blood, dip a hyssop plant in it, and paint the, tops, paint the blood on the tops of the doorways and on the sides of our
0: home. So you have to paint its blood around your door. Yes. That's, Why? Well, <laughs> God told us,
2: That when he comes to strike down all the firstborn, he will see the blood over our doorways and pass over our
0: homes without harming anyone inside. Okay, so let me get this straight. God needs to see the blood on your doorway or your firstborn will die. Is that right? That's what Moses said, yes. But why blood? Why not mark it with paint or something? Well, here's how he described it. Uh,
2: Moses said the blood means that someone else has already died in the house. Instead
0: of our firstborn son, so this lamb will die instead of your firstborn. Got it? Yes. But hold on, I'm still unclear about something. When God, we've been reading about the plagues here in our church. When God sent, um, when God made all the animals die, none of the Israelite animals died, right? Right. And when God sent the ha- When God sent the hail, no hailstones hit your houses, right? Right. Uh, and when God sent the darkness, you still had light where you lived, right? Yes. So obviously God knows how to spare you from judgment. Why does he need to see a mark on your door to know which houses mm. are yours? Is he, is he confused? You make a good point, my friend. Ah. But here's how Moses described it to us.
2: It is an act of faith.
0: Hmm. What do you mean by that?
2: You see, God has given us a way to escape this dreadful judgment, but we have to make a choice to take it. He has made his salvation available for all of us, but we have to claim it.
0: Okay. And what if you're wrong? What if it doesn't work?
2: (laughs) My friend, after all, I've seen God do in Egypt. Over the past few days, I'm inclined to believe that what God says, God does.
0: Good point. (laughs) Now. One more question. What will you do with the lamb after you use its blood?
2: Well, after we put the lamb's blood on the doorposts, we will roast the
0: lamb over a fire and eat it together as a family. Oh, good. So you'll have a nice family dinner together. Uh,
2: Not at all. We must eat with our sandals on and our bags packed. Moses told us that when the final plague comes tonight, we will be leaving Egypt in a big hurry. Speaking of which, it's almost twilight. I got to
0: go. Well, thank you for talking to us. Yeah.
2: Now, I have a question for all of you. Where is your lamb? Don't you have one yet?
0: We do have one. I'm about to tell them all about him.
2: Thank bye you. Bye.
0: You know, it's not every day you get to travel to Egypt. As a whole church so I'm glad that worked out I just want to say a few more things I hope this helped you understand what the first Passover was about but we're not just learning about this today as something that happened long ago for the people of Israel we're learning about it because the Passover lamb is a pattern of Christ I don't think Jesus made those noises but The Passover lamb is a pattern and a pointer to Jesus Christ, the true Passover lamb. Let me just tell you a few ways that that is true. First, you remember the Passover lamb had to be a year-old male, unblemished, kind of the perfect specimen of the flock. Why is that? It was saying that in order for something to die and and its blood to cover another, it had to be perfect. Morally pure, let's say, Jesus was the perfect human being who never sinned, whose blood can pay for someone else. The Apostle Peter tells us that we were, we were redeemed, quote, with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. Well, also, the Passover lamb, you know, died instead of the firstborn of the house. He was a substitute He died instead of the one in that house. And in the same way, Jesus offered himself as our substitute. Jesus died instead of you and me. But just like the Passover lamb, it's not automatic. Those who believed that God was going to judge Egypt and and, and had heard God's instructions had to choose to do something about it. They had to choose to take that blood and paint it on their door. They had to make it personal to them, right? Today, we cel- uh, this weekend, we celebrate Independence Day in the United States. If you live in this country, you benefit from the freedom that our country provides. But not so with Jesus. You benefit from his saving work by personally claiming it for yourself. You need to say, Jesus, I need your blood to cover my sin. I need you to substitute your life for me. I choose to believe that you died for me. That's faith. That's not all there is to faith, but that is the only starting place for faith. Finally, last thing, the Passover marked a new beginning for the people of Israel. You heard in the reading where uh, God told Moses to date their calendar to the Passover. That was the first thing on their calendar, the first month of the year. And for generations to come, they would celebrate the Passover as a reminder of what God had done. It was their foundational um, event as a people of God. In the same way, for Christians, the cross and the empty tomb are the foundation of our new reality. We will not grow in our faith. We will not grow as a church spiritually. There will be no spiritual renewal without going back to the cross and remembering the cross and the empty tomb and letting that reality change us. Only God could write a story like this having the Passover lamb and have Jesus 1,500 years later fulfill all of the details, plus many others from Scripture. So let me ask you, is your life marked with the blood of the lamb? Do you personally grab onto Jesus in faith and say, I need your blood to cover the doorposts of my life? Do you trust that your salvation has been accomplished through him? Like the Israelites, their salvation was accomplished the moment they put that blood on their door. But they also had to be ready to move, ready to go. So do you trust in Jesus, and are you ready to go where God will take you? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you are the Passover lamb. You are the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Lord, we want to be people of the Lamb, people who who claim what you have done for us personally, whose families and whose churches are are oriented around the Lamb. Help us, God. Help us in our doubts, in our doubts, in our stubbornness, in our sin, to choose you, Jesus, and to know that under your blood we are protected and we are safe. Give us comfort. And also, Lord, I pray for those here, or those watching and those in our community who have not sheltered under your blood. Would you give them the humility and the courage to claim what Jesus has done for them, God, we thank you for this time. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.